Welcome to episode number 61 of the Four Animals for Earth podcast, Sustainable Tourism, What Should We Look For in Hotels with Hans Pfister. This is part two of a two-part episode, so if you're finding this first, please jump back and listen to episode number 60, part one first. Thanks. Fire can be something very useful, but it can be very destructive, you know, and I think it's the same thing with, with tourism. You know, if, if you do tourism carefully, you know, it can have a huge positive impact on conservation, on people, uh, and on you as, as the person traveling, right? You know, so there's, there's really amazing benefits. Uh, but if it gets out of hand, if it becomes massive, if, if it becomes of an exploiting nature, you know, then, then it can really destroy communities. That was Hans, president of Cayuga Collection, a group of sustainable luxury hotels in Costa Rica, Nicaragua, and Panama. Let's continue with our conversation from episode 60. Okay, let's come back around to the question about um, building structures. Uh, it sounds like the model you were kind of sharing is structures may already exist, or are you also in the process of development? And if you're in the process of development, how do you think about uh, buildings and what that might displace in terms of mm -hmm. natural lands and animals? Right. Yeah. So we get, I think we get the whole, the whole variety, you know, so in, in Senda Monteverde where you stayed, uh, that was one of the first hotels in Monteverde that was then that was uh, uh, abandoned. I think it went bankrupt. The bank took it over. It was deserted for ten years, and then the current owner bought it, and it was a remodel. So you know, probably the most sustainable way of doing something is take something existing and and repurpose it, right? So you don't build something something new. So so that's that's one model. Uh, that that obviously is very attractive is is to take something that exists and and just bring it back to life. Uh, we have other other projects. We have two two properties: the one in Nicaragua and the one in in Panama that are actually on islands. So uh, the one in Nicaragua, Hikaru Lodge, that's the only property that's still closed currently. We we hope to open uh, you know later this year, early next year. But uh, it's an interesting story because it's a re relatively small island. It's in the lake Nicaragua. Uh, it's called an isleta and the buildings there were actually made and built in managua in the in the capital dissembled and then brought onto the island because we wanted to keep the impact of the building on the island to a to a minimum right you know so it's it's almost like a lego right you know you build it and then you dissemble it and then you put it back together on the island so there's nine casitas on the island that we that we put together there so that's that's an, another example. Uh, an, uh, an, another example would be the one, the uh, Isla Palenque in Panama, uh, where we have a 400-acre um, island with seven beaches covered with rainforest, and all that's on the island is eight beachfront casitas and one six-bedroom house divided in bungalow. So the footprint is nothing you know it, it really is, is is totally minimal so when whenever we try to do projects we also try to keep the footprint as little as possible and then you have a place like cura uh, that's uh, in in uvita it's it's an adults only resort it's only eight uh eight suites you know very modern contemporary look you know very sexy very couples only you know again very different experience and when you look at it you're like can this be sustainable you know, because it looks, it has this slick white, you know, uh, contemporarily look, 
And I always say it's probably one of the most sustainable hotels because, first of all, local architect, you know, local owners, local architect, uh, all the furniture, all the everything is was sourced locally. Uh, it's got a it's got a system where you can leave everything open and have cross ventilation. You don't have to put air conditioning if you don't want to. You can if you if if, if you'd like to. Uh, it's got uh, solar water heating. Uh, you know, we produce some of our electricity. Uh, all local staff, you know, the same the same thing as all the other uh, Cayuga uh, collection properties, uh, but but really, you know, showing that that even this this contemporary modern look can be sustainable. It doesn't have to be all straw huts, right? You know, there's 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 ways of of doing this well. So, you know, a big variety of of, of experiences, a bigger variety of 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 what we do. Uh, but in the end, uh, it's it's just having that consciousness of of trying to do the things the best way for for whatever style or whatever you're you're going for you know what sounds cool about that to me just from um like your lifestyle piece of it and just everyone working with you is it sounds like it would be really fun to be constantly pushing the boundaries of being creative and coming up with solutions that are different than you know quick you know yeah quick and already uh, not solved because yeah. solved isn't the right word, but already existing. It's, it sounds oh, no, like a absolutely. lot of fun. That's what we, that's what we do every day. You know, we're, we're like, okay, so how do we do this? You know, and uh, I can give you two, two examples. Uh, it's been a while back because, you know, uh, we, we haven't really been using single, uh, single use plastics for about 12 years now, you know, or 12, 13 years now at our hotels. So, so before it became popular, to say, ah, I'm going off single-use plastics. And then the pandemic came and everybody's packing everything in plastic again. So we, we're also able to, to, to not do that. Uh, but, but going back to, you know, so we, we decided that we, we, you know, 10, 12, 13 years ago, uh, didn't want to have anything to do with plastic water bottles and didn't want anything to do with plastic straws. So the plastic straw story is that a gardener at one of the hotels said, hey, I have this bamboo in my backyard. You know, I'm going to cut it, you know, and dry it and, and see if that works as a straw. You know, so hence we have bamboo straws, uh, which you probably used at, at, at the, in, in Monteverde at the hotel. And when, then when we went to Panama, they're like, no, we're not bringing bamboo straws from Costa Rica. You know, that makes no sense. We're going to use the stems of the papaya tree because they're hollow as well. And we're going to use them as straws, you know. So there's, you know, as you say, creative problem solving happens happens all the time. And then we were struggling with a, with a plastic water, not in the restaurant so much, but in the transfers. Like when we pick you up at the airport in the transfer and, and bring you to the hotel, what do we do? Or we, when we go on a tour, right? You know, we, we, we go on a tour hiking in the rainforest uh, or in the beach for, for two, three hours, we need to take water. So we were, we were testing how people feel about using these, you know, um, a, a, a clean canteen kind of, you know, stainless steel uh, uh, bottles but used, right? You know, somebody else has used them before. Now you use them. Of course, they were washed and just like we wash, you know, glasses, you know, after, after use, you know, the same thing. And again, you know, we're luxury, uh, but at the same time, you know, luxury for a lot of people means Fiji water brought in from the other side of the world, you know, sealed, you know, with a, so you, nobody had it before. So, so we started offering our guests these, um, uh, uh, water bottles, uh, stainless steel water bottles, uh, and it worked. You know, nobody 
nobody had made a fuss about. Nobody, nobody like, it's like, okay, that's, that's fine. And maybe one or two were not so happy about it, but maybe it also kind of helped them understand, I don't need to buy a, a plastic water bottle every time I'm thirsty. You know, I can bring my own bottle. I can reuse it. I can wash it. Uh, and so, so there's definitely, uh, there, there's definitely a lot of that going on. And, uh, and, and, oh, believe me, during the pandemic, I mean, creative problem solving, you know, big time. Yeah. Uh, we, we actually went to the, to the point where at some point during the pandemic, like it was, um, I think mid to end 2020, we did an innovation contest with our, our staff, you know, because like, you know how it is, you know, when you're in the crisis, you know, you get creative, you get really creative, you know, now, now what can we do? What can we come up with? So we asked our staff, you know, for small cash prices, which were obviously very, you know, came in very handy at that point in time for our staff to, to come up with ideas and some amazing ideas. Remember the pond at, at Senda Monteverde, you know, when yes. you walk to the rooms, yeah. you know, so, so the chefs had the idea to put, uh, to put tilapias, to put fish in there. Right. You know, and, and so we have our own, you know, fish tank <laughs> like this, you know, pond. So, so that was one of the, one of the projects that's like, oh, we don't have to buy it. You know, we can just have it, have our own uh, here or, you know, rainwater catchment for the laundry uh, uh, was, was another one. And then uh, a lot of it had to do with cultural tours, you know, uh, Tatiana and Guillermo at, 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 uh, at Senda are offering a cultural tour into Monteverde, the story of the Quakers that came uh, or in, in Arenas and Mar, uh, more about the banana company that used to be there and in the 50s left and what was left behind. And so a lot of really cool things came out of this, um, this uh, innovation contest. But, but yes, we, you know, no day is like an, another. And that's, like you say, it's fun. It, it, it makes it interesting. It, uh, it always keeps us on our toes and, and, and there's always new challenges. You know, I think that's a really good... Um just kind of blurb <laughs> to keep in mind, even just as consumers who are trying to be more conscious because there is a burnout factor and there's an exhaustion sometimes if, if the mindset is, gosh, I'm just like making everything harder in my life. You know, like every decision is harder. Everything requires more research. But I think if the, just that little mm -hmm. flip of, yeah, but it, keeps us alive, keeps us thinking, keeps us creative. And it actually is fun to, mm -hmm. I, I think it feels amazing when you find a solution, right? When it's yeah. like, it doesn't seem yeah. like you're going to solve the problem, then you find it and it's incredible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. You, um, you touched on this a teensy bit and I just want to dive into it a little more around the furniture and room decor, because I thought this is something pretty cool that you do differently, which is using local artisans and then you repair your own furniture right can you talk a bit about that yeah it's not only repair you know in, in some cases also make it so so um give you two examples isla palenque and panama um trees fall on the island because of storms because you know in the rainforest there's a constant uh, change going on you know a tree falls and it becomes then the, the ground where, where new vegetation comes out. So we take some of those trees out of the forest and we actually make, uh, we made all the furniture in Isla Palenque. From, from that, we have our own wood shop. Uh, so, so yes, you know, that's, that's again, we are on an island. You don't want to bring things in, you know, so, so if we can just use what's already on the island, it's, it makes a lot more sense. And the other, uh, the other hotel, which is really quite amazing, is called uh, Aguas Claras. 
It's a property that's on the Caribbean coast of Costa Rica in Puerto Viejo. The Caribbean coast of Costa Rica is not quite as known. It's like a, you know, kind of Costa Rica's, one of Costa Rica's best kept secrets. And uh, there's a hotel there called Aguas Claras. It's got only 13 rooms. It's a project of mother and daughter. They're both artists. And basically, you know, every chair, every mirror, everything in that hotel has a story, has a has something. And a lot of things are, uh, you know, reused, uh, recycled uh, 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 items, furniture. Uh, and a lot of it is just art done by their friends, right? You know, so you got this lamp here that my friend down the road made, and, and this this painting here is from there, and this mirror with these, you know, elaborate things I made myself. And so there's a, there's a story in everything. And and again, you know, this is just particularly that hotel because that's the owners are artists, you know. And then another hotel, uh, as I said, you know, the owners are are. Uh, uh, one of the owners is architect and so so the lines and the details and everything has to be so this is where again where i started in the beginning said we're a collection we're not a chain every hotel has such a strong personality because of its owners and they just hand us that and say okay you take care of the uh, the management you take care of the day-to-day -day. you you know help me be innovative with sustainability and you make sure that the guests are having a having a great experience you know, that's so cool. I was thinking about how just, it's like one of the things of being kind of this boutique hotel collection, like taking the path of, <laughs> it's not thinking smaller, but almost thinking smaller, like taking the path of, um, I don't know a better word than like small, local, like make this its own perfect, unique identity versus how do we grow and expand as fast as we can so that we can continue to bring in more revenue yeah. Yeah. and cover our costs I mean, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of, of course, being profitable is important. You know, I mean, we, we're not an NGO. <laughs> we don't get, right. we don't get checks written to us. Uh, you know, we, we have to fight hard to, to be sustainable, right. Financially sustainable as well. But, but I do think that, that we're in a niche where, we're trying to show that it can be sustainable because uh, you know, people always ask me, so, you know, what you do is really cool. You know, this management of these small, sustainable luxury hotels, who else does that? You know, nobody. You know, I, I, I honestly don't know of anybody in the world that does what we do, you know, uh, because there, there's there's companies that, that own several lodges, several hotels and manage them, but not individually owned uh, luxury sustainable hotels that are they're, they're managed by a company. And then it's like, why, why, why does nobody else do that? You know, like, here's the reason one, it's really hard. You know, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely not easy. It's fun and it's very satisfying, you know, no doubt about that. It's hard. And two, there's no big money in this, you know, and I, when I, when I look back at, at my uh, fellow Cornell graduates, you know, what they get in Wall Street and in corporate positions and all of that, they're, they're probably making a whole lot more money. But I'm not sure if they're really happy doing what they're doing, you know, so, you know, there's, there's, you know, follow your passion, follow the money, you know, you, you got to make a decision at some point in time. And if, and if, you know, and I'm, I'm not complaining, we're, we're, we're doing well, you know, our hotel owners are very satisfied, even making it through this, uh, through this pandemic, you know, I live a very comfortable life. I have everything that I, that I could, uh, you know, wish for. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, it's definitely the, the, the balance. We're going back to the balance between, 
um, profitability and, and, and people, environment, uh, you know, growth, uh, keeping it unique, keeping it special. Um, it's definitely something that's that's uh, that we discuss a lot, you know, for sure. I mean, yeah, I would imagine it's a part of like nearly every single discussion <laughs> every single day. I, I don't know how it couldn't be um, because to your point, you do have to stay profitable and into to pay people and to keep them in jobs. And I mean, I, I, I would feel like there's a lot of pressure mm -hmm. to that. And especially over the past year and a half, you know, um, maybe mm -hmm. you can talk a bit about just, yeah, just the experience, I guess, for the past year and a half and why <laughs> you're coming, you're still pretty optimistic. Why you think, um, that, with the types of hotels that you guys have, you're able to still be pretty optimistic and not mm -hmm. feeling like this is the end of the world. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been a, it's been a roller coaster ride for sure. I mean, there, there, I, I, I was thinking this could be, no, not the end of the world, but the end of our business, right? You know, I, I, when I, when I went to all the hotels and I had a meeting with the staff and I told them, you know, it's like I tell them, this is not a nuclear war. This is not the end of the world. It's going to be tough, but we're going to come out of this and we're going to come out of this uh, stronger. And we did. And and one of the things that we did was was work with the local market. And I never thought that that in Costa Rica and Panama, we would have so much acceptance by the local market. You didn't think there was that much. But since the borders were closed, the, the locals here couldn't go anywhere else. So they started to explore their own country. And um, and we did extremely well. So that that was like the first step up, right? And then uh, the the airports opened again. You know, some people started to travel again, and we're able. We just decided to be ready really early, you know, and and to make sure that we that we're that we're there, you know, that our staff is there, well prepared, well uh, trained, that ho our hotels look like new, that we didn't let them go. You know, everybody worked hard in maintaining them, and I think uh, since we were there early. People had great experiences and then word of mouth, oops, word of mouth started. Yeah, so so then, you know, the first internationals came back. They had a great experience. And then there was, again, a bit of a dip in, in, in January, February of this year. It didn't quite happen. Uh, but then vaccination got underway. You know, people got more confident. And then, uh, as I said, starting like late April, May, you know, all of a sudden we outperformed our previous, you know, our, our uh, 2019 uh, low season, you know, we had an amazing low season. You know, people just really came back, had a great experience. The Delta variant, you know, again, it wasn't a bump in the road, you know, so so August and September were a little bit lower than we thought. Uh, but now we're just seeing seeing things really taking off. And, and I think that uh, that for the next few months, the winter months, uh, people want to go out, they want to travel, they want to have, uh, you know, experiences with friends, with family, uh, exploring new cultures, exploring new ecosystems, uh, and and so yes, I am I am very positive about what is is to come. Uh, there will be new challenges. There will be other things, but uh, but that's will always be there. And uh, I think the important thing is that we're just we're just ready. You know, I always told my staff, just be ready. You know, don't don't put your your head in this in the sand and and pity yourself. Just just get ready. You know, whoever comes, uh, thank that you know, guests that, 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 that made that effort because traveling still is challenging, you know, with 
flights and tests and you know sh filling out forms and everything but the ones that do it really i mean we should we should just give them all a big hug and say thank you for coming and and we really appreciate that you that you've gone through this and, and you're with us and uh yeah yeah and and i love just kind of taking the focus down to okay like what what is in our power today and kind of making it through the pandemic, like one day at a time of let's focus on like what we can do, what we can be ready for the people who are here and, you know, just kind of let it show its way out. And it sounds like that worked like really, really well, which is very yeah. exciting because so many, so many places did not make it through. Um, so it's, yeah, yeah it's very exciting. Um, so for Consumers, let's wrap up talking about uh, just advice you have for us, those of us who are looking at traveling, love traveling, want to book mm -hmm. places to stay. Um, what's so? I have this is a two part question. First part is what is kind of a headliner that you would share of why we as consumers do need to be conscious about our travel choices? And then any mm -hmm. um, advice you have about how to be conscious about our choices? Yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, often use the, the comparison to fire. You know, fire can be something very useful, but it can be very destructive. You know, and I think it's the same thing with, with tourism. You know, if, if you do tourism carefully, you know, it can have a huge positive impact on conservation, on people, uh, and on you as, as the person traveling right you know so there's there's really amazing benefits uh, but if it gets out of hand if it becomes massive it, if it becomes of an exploiting nature you know then then it can really destroy communities it can destroy nature it can destroy um uh, yeah it, it can be very harmful so um i i wrote a blog uh you can find it on cayugacollection.com my blogs about what should we do to come to do to do tourism better after after this, right? You know, so there's 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 a few bullets that I that I mention, and I, I think one of the important things is we need to try to figure out how not everybody to travel at the same time. You know, like like that there's everybody needs to go from the twenty second of uh, of December to the third of of January. You know, and that puts a huge stress on certain locations, right? You know, we we need to figure out how to you know, take that stress off and, and, and spread it out more, more evenly. Um, the other thing that we have to do is we, we need to make sure that when we travel, we just don't go to one place and leave every, you know, all the money in one single place, you know, for example, in an all-inclusive resort, you know, that is packaged with a flight, with the tours, with cruise ships is another example, you know, everything is, 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 is concentrated in one place. So one of the things that, that I think Costa Rica has done very well in the past years is, it's created a very, I call it a very democratic kind of model of tourism, you know, that, that you come to Costa Rica, you know, you might rent a car, you might take some local transport, you know, local flight, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, you go from one place in the cloud forest to another place on the beach to another uh, place on the other coast to spend the night in San Jose. So you're going to several places. And as you go there, you stop on the road in a restaurant, you know, you buy uh, something in the supermarket. Uh, you hire a local guide to take you on a hike to the waterfall. So, you know, that, that, that tourism dollar really gets 
gets spread in the in the community and i think when you're able to do that that's a huge uh, uh step forward and then when you when you go look for places where to stay you know just just ask questions, you know, I, I, green labels, green certifications are kind of hard to decipher. It's, it's, it's very confusing. Uh, but, you know, when you, when you think about going to a, to a place and, and you, you care about sustainability, you want to make sure that, 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 you're, that you're in a, in a place uh, of, of people that care. Ask in the reservation process, you know, just ask them, you know, what do you do to be sustainable? What does sustainability mean to you? And if you don't get a, if, if you get an answer of, yeah, well, we hang up, our towels and you know we do we recycle then you're like okay check you know that's yeah that, well not really right you know what tell me something for real tell me something that that really makes a difference uh, and if and if you're getting a good answer there then you're probably on the right track and i always say and the best thing when you when you're at the hotel and you're talking to the guests uh, to to the staff at the hotel have those conversations and ask them what does sustainability mean to you what how is the community like here you know how how did this place look 20 years ago before tourism is it improved has it gotten worse you know what's going on and have those conversations and then when you learn about that then share that you know say this is a good place this is not such a good place you know i would reconsider that one uh, but but communicate I, I guess my 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 recommend my biggest recommendation is just to communicate I think that is, um, you just shared so much good stuff there that I feel like is so tactical that, that we can all use it and try it. And I, I love the idea of asking, what was this like 20 years ago and how is it now? Because that's such a, um, easy way to get people talking and you just learn so much through the answer. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. to your point of, telling our friends and, and telling everyone we can, you know, what we find and what we learn. And, you know, that's been one of the hardest things for me. Um, and part of why I was so looking forward to our conversation is that when I'm making travel plans with my family, I'm like the, what do you call it? The squeaky, <laughs> like squeaky something. Like the, I'm the link in the chain that breaks the whole thing. And it's, it's a very uncomfortable place for me to be. And it's hard on everybody because I'm, I'm the one saying, I don't know. I just don't feel comfortable with that, but I don't know what the answer is about what's better. And I can't really explain to you why I don't feel comfortable. And it's been, it's hard. And I feel like I've learned so much today that I can share in conversations with my family and my friends about what I'm looking for when I'm um, saying that I don't feel comfortable, but I don't know what the solution is. So yeah, I think that that's, um, it's so helpful. It's so helpful. Uh, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to contact you? And if they're interested in the resorts, the best way to go look and, and maybe book hopefully. Right. I, I yeah thanks I, I think the first stop is is our website cayugacollection.com you know there's then the little bit more of the history our philosophy you know links to all the different hotels that you can then then explore uh, you can you know contact me through the website somehow with a chat you know talk to somebody they'll they'll get back to you my my email is hans at cayuga online so it's not cayuga collection it's cayuga online hans at cayugaonline.com you know happy to to uh, receive email from you directly and um and yeah any any other questions any other 
uh, thoughts, uh, or if you want to, you know, try it out yourself, and then and then tell us if if if, if it is all for real, or if I was just making this up. You know, uh, <laughs> we'll we'll you know we're really proud of walking the talk, but we can always improve. We can always get better. There's always things. Sustainability is never done. You know, it's a process, and uh, and and there's always things that we can we can do better. And Brandy, one more thing, because obviously this is about animals. Uh, you asked me in the, you know, b b before the show, like, like, what can you do for animals? You know, so, so one, I was thinking about that because uh, we have a really, really strict policy of not feeding wild animals at our, at our properties, you know, to the point that we would, uh, you know, we have fired employees that have fed animals, you know, because sometimes, you know, employees feed animals because then the animals can come and they show them to the tourists and that means tips, right? You know, but, but this is not a sustainable practice at all. And we have uh, had very strong conversations with guests, you know, with paying guests about not feeding animals and, and telling them that that's not, not acceptable. So that's, that's something I think really important when you go to these remote places is to be really careful as cute as the animal is not to not to feed them and then the second thing is animal selfies you know this is something that we feel really strong about right now we actually have a campaign here in costa rica and we're sponsoring it one of the hotels you know as cute as those sloths are they don't want to take selfies with you you know they really don't so uh you know we have uh, pet sloths at the gift shop and you can take the selfie with them uh, but but please you know there's there, there's a certain level of respect uh, with a with a wild animals that that really there there needs to be a um uh, a, a distance and uh you know there, there needs they're not uh, domesticated animals they're not petting animals you know so so that's something as we are located in very remote wild locations with you know lots of wild animals around us it's really important to respect that mm. i'm so glad that you said that because it actually it reminded me of a couple of things number one i actually wrote a blog post about our experience at Sindamont verde that i forgot about so i'll link to that so for everybody who wants to actually okay. see some pictures and things um, because one of the biggest things as well that I loved was the philosophy around the animals. And, you know, as a tourist, you go to Costa Rica and you have in your mind, oh, I want to see a sloth. I want to see um, a jaguar. I want to see, you know, I want to see all of these different wild Rocks. animals. Coty, uh, yeah. <laughs> like just all these animals that you don't normally get to see. And um, it's, I loved that the philosophy was, well, if you're lucky, you will see them out there in the wild, but they are individuals themselves and they li live their mm -hmm. own lives and we don't force them to be available yeah. for everybody to pet and hold. And I love yeah. the stop yeah. animal selfies movement. I think that that's amazing and huge. And I hope it ripples through the whole world from Costa Rica. Um, I think yeah, I'm just really glad that you you said all of that and shared all of that because that's something that we can do as consumers no matter where we travel is mm -hmm. don't feed them, don't engage because you do see mm -hmm. the negative impact that that has on wildlife yeah. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you very much for sharing that. Um, I also want to tell people as a great next step is to go check out Hans's blog because his blog is really 
uh, wealthy with information. There is so much on there and it, I love your perspective and our listeners are going to love your perspective too because we kind of all operate on the same wavelength. So um, please go check out the blog. Uh, you all can find that if you go to cayugacollection.com is the website. If you scroll all the way down to the bottom in the left part of the footer, you can get to the blog. So that's a great follow-up for everybody as well if you want to dig into these concepts and this conversation more. So that's all for my conversation with Hans. I hope you've learned something in these two episodes and are feeling inspired to think about it when you travel. I am really hopeful that more developers will be reading Hans's blog and listening to this and just really looking for ways that they can also build their resorts and their hotels and their tourism options in this way that is so conscious of how it impacts people and animals and the environment. I noticed a couple of themes through my conversation with Hans about what he does different. The first was local, you know, everything local. It was about hiring local people, growing food locally, decorating and bring the furniture in locally. Everything was about focusing on the local environment. And I think that is one of the, um, biggest ways that we can kind of bring tourism, the tourism positive dollars into various areas that are offering it, right? And then the second theme that I really heard was thinking long term, you know, investing now in things that will pay off over the long run, not things that will bring a quick profit and leaving room for creative problem solving. You know, as he talked, it was so obvious that he he and his organization and all of the people that work together, this is really a lifestyle for them. They catch ideas and places that they can make changes constantly, right? It's like the whole gamut of everything that goes into running a resort. There's something that can be done to be more sustainable and they find those ideas because they leave that room for creative problem solving and giving every person in the staff the ability to do that. So those were two big themes that I picked out of what he's saying. I'd love to hear what you picked up from it. And, you know, hopefully the more we keep having these conversations, the more the industry will change and the more options and opportunities will exist for all of us to be able to go travel and really embrace places that are providing these sustainable options and thoughts and ways of life. So, uh, yep. Reminder, you can find everything, including the video of our interview at foranimalsforearth.com slash podcast slash 61. And remember, you can always reach me by DMing me over on Instagram at foranimalsforearth. I would love to continue this conversation about sustainable tourism with you. And please, please keep talking about it with the people around you. Tell them about what you learned today and let's work together to change this industry that we all love and enjoy so much. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for always being here. Please hit subscribe or follow if you haven't already and I will see you next week. Bye.